welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, and thank you so much for being here. I am here to do a solo episode on a complex topic today. And now this topic is one I have experienced a lot in my life. And in thinking about it, I just felt like it was important to talk about and important to name. But sometimes and often, an abuser isn't just like this dirtbag of a human that everyone who's around them can see it as an issue. Sometimes they are like very intelligent and the emotional abuse is very subtle, but has a long lasting effect. And when it's subtle, I often think that these are the times that we find ourselves to be crazy or ask ourselves if if we're crazy. And so today I want to explore some of the patterns, the behaviors, and maybe even some phrases that are emotionally abusive that are coming from these intelligent yet controlling people that come across as really sneaky manipulators that can cover the abuse as being caring or helping or just rationally explaining how things are. And if you've been on the other side of it, you know how frustrating that is, especially when you're being shut down or being told that you are the one gaslighting after you've tried so hard to be heard. And so with that said, and where I want to start is that there's a covert and an overt way that this shows up. And the overt way, I think we see a lot where it's like somebody is abusive, but then there'll be an abusive incident, but then you might see them like walking outside the room and like humming or being like, this is such a beautiful day. Or they'll be like, oh, what's wrong? Why do you feel that way? Oh, I don't know how, you, I don't know why you're being so emotional. Like they'll say all these things in a way that makes them sound so rational and us so not, but that's not the case. And so that's what it looks like when it's overt, but when it's covert, hidden, sneaky, there are a few patterns and behaviors that happen that are actually extremely hurtful. And also it really causes us to question our reality. And I know that I have felt this way a lot. And the first thing I want to touch on is joking. And so if you point out something they did that you didn't like, and they say, oh, it's a joke, I'm just kidding. I meant it as a compliment. I was just trying to be playful. I didn't think it'd bother you. What they're doing is they're making it seem like your perception is wrong because you perceived it that way. So if they make a joke, and if you're anything like me, I know when a joke has been made far too many times and I'm triggered by it. And if I say, that's not funny or that really hurts me, and they say, it meant as a compliment, or I was just trying to be honest, then I start to doubt my perception. My perception is that that was hurtful and unkind. That's my true perception. But when they have all these justifications for the hurtful behavior, that really gets to you and you start to feel like the problem is your perception of things, not what they're doing, not what they're saying, not how they're acting, your perception. This is why when, if you listen to the episode I recorded at this point, probably two years ago why an apology from abuser never feels good, right? Because like, even in this situation, if they're focusing on your perception, which is the problem, 
I'm sorry you feel that way is the closest thing to an apology you're ever going to get, which is not a real apology. Another thing that comes up is they will hate conflict, although say they hate conflict. And they may even say overly self-pitying things that they feel insecure about in the relationship. They might even say things you'd be better off without me. Just go be with somebody else. If you feel that way, just leave. The stuff that they do might not make sense, but their focus will always be on what you did and how it affected them, which makes it sound like you're you're responsible for their behavior. And the way that they frame this is that they're just rationally explaining how things are. They're just being honest. They're just being truthful. They're not trying to draw up anything. It's all you. It can be maddening because if you follow that circle of they hate conflict, but they're starting conflict, but there's an effect that they're having, but they're not going to look at their behavior because they're looking at the effect that it has on you. You just end up back in the cycle. And to them, they're just rationally explaining things how they are. And that is not what's going on for you. What's going on for you is probably like pure madness because you're like, well, what point do I get to insert myself in this cycle? Where do I exist here? And that's the point is that this intelligent manipulator made it so that you can't, you don't, but they're the rational one and they've held that position. Another thing that I hate more than anything is when somebody tries to define reality and the way that that looks like, and it feels like really head trippy, but they'll say something like, okay, you were right about A, B, and C, but D, D is not accurate. I would really hate for you to think D about me. If you think D about me, then you shouldn't be with me. And so what they do there is they escape accountability because most likely they agree with half of what you said and they're telling you that. But the last thing, maybe the part that they should take accountability for or to really see that there's a hurt feeling there, that one, no, they're not doing that one. So I agree with half, but not this. And the best way I ever heard this described is this. And remember, this is about defining reality. But the example that I was given was, it would be like a scam artist saying, you're right, the scheme didn't, did fall through and we lost money, but I'd hate for you to think I scammed you on purpose. It's like they are literally telling you what to think. And it's what that they want you to think that they're not, insert abusive word, manipulator, controller, argumentative, escalator. That's what they're doing. They're telling you that whatever you think is not real because they would never want you to describe them like that. And if you believe that, then you're not seeing them clearly. So obviously it's your fault. Another important thing is ignorance. And not their ignorance, but they treat you like you're ignorant. They treat you like you need to learn how the world works from them. I had an ex that literally didn't have any college degree, not one, but apparently knew every illness, every diagnosis, every medicine, how to heal each cut, what happens to blood when our hearts don't work. Like it was like, I would sit back and be like, when did you go to medical school? Because like, I'd like to know, because as far as I know, you're making $50,000, but I would really love to know when you went to medical school, because this consistent PhD type explanation, I don't understand. I have a client whose baby daddy does it with child care, but it's never with the child. So it's like, 
a child needs this or a child needs to learn this when it's like, okay, well, like, when are you going to see your child? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not meant to make sense. So if you feel like they are constantly on a soapbox and you just like want to push it off, then you're seeing it clearly. You are seeing it clearly. The last one I want to, I guess, touch on today or name today, because I do feel like this is such a deep topic, is that there's always a grain of truth to everything that they say and justify. And when you are a logical thinker, that grain of truth can really mess with your head, really mess with your self-worth. And it can really mess with the way that you think. And now we know that people with narcissistic traits will turn their bad behavior around on you as if it's your fault that they lied, they cheated, they yelled at you. And the fact that you're asking questions kind of says to yourself that your brain knows, but your heart wants to stay. And so when you're in that, your brain now is like, well, there's a piece of truth to that. And like one example that I can think of is like, well, this one happened to me. We were in a text argument, which spoiler alert, don't do those. And he basically was like, you're not listening to me. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm not, I don't agree with you. And he was like, see, there you go. You didn't hear me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I never admitted I was hearing you. I disagree with your perspective. You're telling me how I think and I'm saying, no, I don't think that way. So essentially, no, I'm not listening to you because listening would mean that I had to change my perspective about myself and I'm not going to do that, especially at this point, especially with this argument. And then he was like, but then again, see, you misheard me. So like on one hand, he's right. I'm not listening according to his version. I'm not hearing him. I'm not because I'm choosing not to. And like, maybe I'm also not speaking kindly, which is another thing. And like, all those things are true. Can I do all those things in this moment? A hundred percent no. So I think that watch out for those little grains of truth, but don't let yourself feel bad about it. So if there is like one of those moments and there's like this little grain of truth, don't then turn it around and feel really bad and change your behavior and apologize. Just say to yourself, okay. Okay, because the one thing that I learned in dealing with this kind of abuse is that you really need to create enough space so that you can think for yourself. I have spent days crying about these arguments or trying different ways to respond or being like, how is this happening? Am I crazy? And being so triggered. And the only thing that helped me was regulating my nervous system and being able to calm down and just say, I can't, I can't, I can't respond. The more I responded, the less it felt good. And just remember, in all abusive relationships, the abuser will act like you can open up, that you can trust them, but they will use those things against you. And first, it might come across as teasing. Some things may come across as just like they didn't mean to say it, but they did. But you can't. You can't. I hope this was helpful. If you are looking for some additional support, you can always reach out to me, Jessica at JessicaNightCoaching.com. I have an emotional abuse recovery program, which doesn't go through this specifically, but it goes through emotional abuse. So if you are beginning to identify and wanting to break free and like you need like a first step, I definitely would go there. But I do want to just name that this is a topic that I care very much about. And if you're looking for some more content on it and or, you know, some more examples come up, I would really love if you emailed me what those are. Jessica, jessicanightcoaching.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. And possibly do an episode on it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. 
really sorry if you're going through this.